Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. I am so excited about our special guest today. I have a great friend and just rodeo sister sitting in with me today, and she is the current Miss Rodeo USA. I have with me Miss Kylie Campbell. Kylie, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to be here. I know we plan to do this a little bit earlier, so I'm just happy we got it in. Yes, I know. We have, your schedule has been absolutely crazy. Of course, so has mine, but yes. I mean, uh, you more so than anything. Tell us about this amazing journey that you've been on since January. Oh, I mean, yeah. even before January, really. Really, yeah, before January. Being Miss Radio USA is something that I wanted since I was 10 years old, and I turned 20 in February, so 10 years now. And, oh, it's half my life, literally. But um, this whole year, they say, you know, it's a whirlwind. As soon as January starts, you know, you're right on the road. And normally girls get about a two-week break and then get everything in order. But I guess I just decided that wasn't in the books for me. And the Saturday after coronation, I went to the Dixie National Color Horse Bonanza and showed my rainer. And then the weekend after that, I had a break. And then... I had my coronation banquet, and right at the end of February, started out with rodeos and have been on the road since. So That is amazing. And I tell you, I, I kept up with the Miss Rodeo USA competition this year. Loved all of your outfits, Thank as you. always, and not to mention, uh, just gorgeous. And <laughs> even tying into some of your Spanish heritage, too, right? Yes, that was something that I really wanted to play up. I've always kind of been... Well, always very proud of my Spanish heritage. It's on my dad's side. And when I was younger, I used to joke and tell people like, oh yeah, like I'm Mexican, you know? And it was just an inside joke with my friends and I. And then as I got older, I really realized the impact that the Spaniards had on the horse industry. And I realized, you know, that's, that's me. That's what I am. And so as I got older, I wanted to really hone in on my Spanish heritage. And I was so happy I was able to do it at USA. Well, that's great. Cause you know, you're on the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast with plays off of my Spanish, uh, not Spanish, but you know, Cherokee heritage. I'm getting there. I've got some Indian in me too, so it's just, there we go. And uh, (laughs) I I was thinking actually of a quick story. My my dad, we always call him Mexicana because he's so dark complected and the Mm -hmm. dark hair and all of that. So I, I, you know, have that little joke. I actually have no idea if I have any Spanish heritage or not. I might. the 23 and me. Yes, (laughs) yes. But uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, I started this podcast because I I wanted people to share their stories. and, And this is part Part of the reason why, because um, I think a lot of people miss the stories this day and time about, you know, where do we come from? You right. know, what is our family heritage? And I love the fact that you just took it and ran with it and now are getting to share this on, I mean, one of the most amazing platforms and the sport of rodeo, which, you know, we both, you know, I grew up in, I know you love showing horses and of course now are on the road oh, going yes. crazy <laughs> and having fun. And mm-hmm. um, so it's, it's really great. I want you to tell the folks that are listening um kind of kind of your story you know what has made you a dream catcher I know you told us a little bit about that you know that dream from the time you were 10 but what has really empowered you to go and catch your dreams so starting from the beginning uh no one in my family has anything to do with horses Mm -hmm. I tell people I'm the first generation cowgirl which is extremely true when I was uh, two years old I got put on my first horse and apparently my first sentence was I looked at my mama and I said I'm not afraid of horses anymore and she was like I didn't even know you were (laughs) right right and then when I was three I had a pink sparkly barn that I trained horses to fly with my best friend who was in my imagination and he and I were a little duo and so 
as I got older, I always had this love, and I actually got told by a lot of barns in the Huntsville area that I was too small to start uh, taking lessons, and mm-hmm. I think it it had to do more with the fact I was the youngest of four, and my family wasn't extremely wealthy, and they didn't see me fitting into their program. Right. But I got told a lot that, oh, no, we can't take you. No, we can't take you. And then when I was nine years old, I was just petting horses at a barn, and the trainer I have to this day, Judy Johnson Darnell, she was giving a lesson, and it, it just happened to be to someone that my mom knew through the church. And right. after running around and petting horses, my mom had told Judy my story of I always loved it and wanted to do something with horses, but I kept getting told no. And Judy, I came up to her and I said, are you going to give me lessons? And she said, well, I can give you one after telling my mom that she wasn't interested because she had lost seven horses to a barn fire the year prior. Oh, my goodness. So it wasn't, she said, you know, the timing's not right. But I came up to her and she was like, okay, I can she do couldn't what? tell you no. You can't tell a little nine-year-old back no. her eyes no. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. I'm the youngest of four, so I know how to, like, work. Work it. Yes, yes girl. <laughs> yes. Oh, but since then, I tell people it's just been Judy and Kylie and her husband who's recently passed away a few years back but Tex was his name he was like my hero he was cowboy and between the two of them he was like rough cowboy Marlboro man when I thought of like John Wayne like he was John Wayne he was right. bigger than John Wayne because oh, he was a real life so cowboy cool. and then Judy was the super sweet woman she was a horsewoman had the finesse behind all of it right and I just it, their combo was it was, it was just, dynamic duo, basically. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. And they kind of adopted me as their own. Judy didn't have kids, and I just became theirs. You became theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of theirs. I love it. Yes. Well, it's funny because I, I want to make a quick note if um, the folks listening, if you hear stuff kind of going on in the background, that's because we're actually on a rodeo ground now mm-hmm. um, uh, doing this interview live at a rodeo. So if you're hearing different things, um, you know, maybe some thumps here every now and again, vehicles going by, that's why is because we are doing this. Yes. I mean, uh, talk about working on the job. I know, right? You got to get it in where you can. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because I know um, you are a student at Alabama, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Tell us a little bit about um, your journey with that and how this ties into Miss Radio USA, what your kind of plans are, and, and how you want to further um, your career path. Yes. So I actually didn't want to go to Alabama at first. I wanted to go to Auburn. I know. More ego! It's like a sin (laughs) for me to even say that. But I always had a dream to be on the equestrian team and ride for a college. And as I got older, Alabama began an equestrian team with IHSA. And I realized I really wanted to be a part of something beginning and help them grow because I knew what I was bringing to the table. Right. And I knew I would be in the reigning and open horsemanship, which is the highest level you can go in IHSA. I knew that's where I would be. And so I wanted to be an asset to a team and help them grow. And and Alabama also had a really good uh, political science program, which is actually what my major was before just recently I changed it. Yeah. But I wanted to go into... um, politics in the Mm -hmm. sense of being an agricultural lobbyist yes lobbyist and as a rodeo queen I don't think people realize that's kind of what kind of what you do yeah Yeah, you're an ambassador for the agricultural industry the rodeo industry Mm -hmm. and and so many other facets that's just the main two categories yes exactly yeah Yeah. but so that's what I was I've always been really passionate about and uh, I've also always been passionate about mentoring which is my platform is USA and I uh, 
ever since I was 17 is when I came up with the concept that I want to create a nonprofit business that's mentoring through equine competition, whether that be rodeo, show jumping, horse showing, ranch work, whatever it might be, rodeo cleaning, that yeah. someone has access to it. And because with me, I didn't necessarily have the funds, but because of my trainers, my extended family, I was able to get to where I am today. To where you needed to be, right. And that Tuscaloosa has a great, their, the equestrian program is really great. My coach and I, we just meshed really well together. Shout out Miss Emmy Christie. Yeah. I know, she's <laughs> amazing. I grew up showing horses with her, and um, we weren't really close with one another and then once we started I started on the team it was just perfect it just fit it just fit and and now I actually decided I didn't want to go and be a be a politician for my career I really wanted to focus on the mentoring side of my life and the horse training side and so I've changed my major to public relations and I'm going to double minor in political science and agribusiness very nice what a great combination so it's it's funny when I um I'm a graduate of Auburn so I'll forgive you (laughs) yes I know hey I love my Auburn friends hey it's all good it's all good but actually you know for the longest time I wanted to go be a lawyer Mm -hmm. and so Alabama was one of my top choices it was between Alabama and Vanderbilt and then when I got to looking at things I said you know that's really just not me because I'd kind of considered agribusiness law stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um, talking about that different kind of aspect of things that you don't see and um, my mom brought home a piece of paper one day and she said hey do you know Auburn has agriculture communications and I said Mm -hmm. well uh no hello that's me this is a me I mean my goodness and um of course you know you and I can't talk we're we're so bashful and shy (laughs) and so we can't talk to anybody you know we just have a hard time with it Mm -hmm. and um I get high I know get so nervous I'm sweating (laughs) right now I think that's just because we're you know it's it's, the AC's off so we don't have any background noise um but it's funny because um I think it's funny how the Lord directs your path you you know what I mean it's um you have I think in a in a good sense you have a concept of maybe what you want to do but as you grow and you you grow older and um kind of learn a little bit more about yourself Mm -hmm. I I like to call it active learning versus um mistakes you know sometimes you'll you'll step into a life situation it'll be a good choice or it could be a bad choice but it's on it's about how we choose to you take those scenarios yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. and so what I love, because like you just said, you just turned 20 in February. So, I mean, very young, way ahead of the curve on multiple Thank levels. <laughs> and of course, like I said, yeah, y'all, this is Miss Rodeo USA. Okay. So she's getting to do a lot on the road. And what I love is you've just gone for it. You have said all, you know, all nose aside, negativity, you, you've done what a dream catcher does, which is filter that negativity mm-hmm. out, but keep the good. Mm-hmm. As my grandmother likes to say, keep the good, throw out the bad. Yes. Um, real quick, if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about... Um, during the Miss Ray USA competition, um, was there anything kind of going through your mind or even leading up to Miss Ray USA? It doesn't have to be because you were Miss West Point, Georgia, right? Miss West Point, Coleman, Alabama. Coleman. Okay, yeah. Coleman. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no. It's yeah, good. I was like, wait there a minute. There is a West Point. Is it Georgia, Mississippi? There is a West Point, Georgia. It's probably what I'm thinking yes. of. So my apologies oh, on that. Man. But give us a little... Um, scenario I know your platform is mentoring matters so give us a little breakdown of maybe that that situation or time where you may have had a negative comment or something in the middle of it could be competition it could be showing horses how did you go about 
getting through that and, and persevering and succeeding. Oh, I'm so happy you were talking about this. I So coming from the horse show background and being a part of rodeo, since I was 10, I've been rodeo cleaning and had this love because Tex was cowboy. I mean, he did bulldogging. He helped with the bronc horses. He put on some Loretta Lynn's rodeos. Like he what? was... He was cowboy, okay. right? Okay. Hey, God, I think I just had a heart attack. I know, right? Okay, continue. <laughs> continue. We're breathing, we're breathing. We're breathing, we're breathing. But, so I've always loved rodeo, and a lot of people said, and would tell me continuously through the years, that, that I'm I'm not ever going to win horsemanship at USA because I'm a horse show girl. I don't know how to ride a real horse. What? Yes, and that was the, the biggest thing, and that was from the quote-unquote rodeo people, you know. Right. People that just had this perception of horse show people and and it just made me work all that much harder and then even from some of my horse show friends and family I did get the comment last year well all Kyla cares about is sitting up there and looking pretty she needs to quit that rodeo queen stuff and it's something I think people didn't realize you can be both you Mm -hmm. don't have to be just one thing or another and that's something I'm real passionate about you can have more than one goal more than one dream right you can achieve anything that you set your mind to and something that Miss Kelly Payton one of our good friends yes mutual friends shout out Miss Kelly yes I love her she helped me a lot with getting ready for USA and it was the first First time I really had a coach with rodeo cleaning mm-hmm. and um, one thing that her and her husband always said was and they're big Alabama fans oh yes play the next play which is one of Nick Saban's favorite lines is play the next play and whether that was something getting ready for USA I got told a lot because I was so young right from the horse show background hadn't competed in rodeos per se the most into rodeo I got was bulls and barrels running running barrels yeah and um but a lot of horse showing, like that's who I am, but I'm also rodeo, and I got told I'm too young, good luck trying to win horsemanship, you better ride your honey off, like, we'll see, and I just oh my took gosh. that. I know. Talk about my lord! <laughs> it's like, here, negativity. No. Right, <laughs> like, oh right, my gosh. <laughs> right, but I just kind of took it, and um, I'm really lucky that the, the people in my life that are close to me support me, and I've always been taught... You take that negativity, you flip it. You play the next play. You look at the positives. You are the one that knows yourself the best. Right. You don't need other people to tell you who you are. You need to know who you are. Absolutely. And that's kind of what kept me going through at USA. Even when I'd get asked questions that I, I was like, oh, I need, I should have known the answer to that, but I knew one of them was, um, can you tell me the rough stock riders, the number one rough stock riders in the three events, and I, their names slipped my head, but I could tell you where they came from, their town, like how old they were, but I just couldn't remember their names. Right. And so uh, instead of letting that hold me back, and it was during a rapid fire. So right. So they were shooting shooting bullets at me, and I oh, was yeah. trying it's to dodge like, them. Ah! Yeah, and that one hit me, and instead of letting it take me down, I just kept going, and I just let it water off a duck's back. Just let it keep rolling. Let it keep going. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm the only one that dictates whether... And how I hands, handle something, you know, whether I handle it in a good way or a bad way. Like you said earlier, whether you take negativity and let it consume you or you let it Let it prosper grow. you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so amazing. You know, it's funny. I think if people spent more time building people up mm-hmm. versus trying to tear them down. And, and sometimes I don't think people necessarily say it meaning anything no. by it. No, I, I think I it's think... general conversation. Yes. Yeah. But um people's words affect other people mm-hmm. in many different ways. And and again, this is kind of part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I wanted people to share how 
words affect them differently because we all process things differently. And I, I love the fact that you just divide and conquer. You go through <laughs> and if you, you know, like you said, you got hit with that one question and you're just like, oh my goodness. But and it happened more than once now. Like no one's perfect. It right. happened during media interview. I forgot the Rodeo Queen's last three. I know all of them personally. Right. And I couldn't remember their names. It's excitement, nerves. And I, and I think what we need to make sure, because people that are listening to this podcast are from all over the globe. So mm-hmm. they may not know a little bit about what we're talking about. So in media interviews, they're rapid firing questions oh, to you, yes. just back to back to back. And you're in front of an audience. And it's on live. And it's on live. So not only were the, you know, 50 to 100 people in the room there watching me, but there was someone with a camera right there. <laughs> yep. And and I was like, well, I have been one of those watching the live and I've seen the 800 people viewing before. Viewing. And mm-hmm. and that kind of, that sticks in your mind. Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. I have a lot of people ask me in the music business, they're like, well, do you get nervous when you go on stage? To me, that's a funny question because, yes, I get nervous, but to say I'm nervous and going to lose my cool, no. Two different things. It's, yeah. it's two different. It's an exciting nerve mm-hmm. as far as, I feel like I got butterflies. I, you know, yes. I could probably go run three miles and that, be totally exactly fine. It. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, but you know, uh, what, one thing that my vocal coach and vocal producer taught me was you channel that energy. Mm-hmm. And, and I like how you talked about taking that, that specific scenario and using it to fuel your next play. That's what I absolutely love. And that's what people have to do is be able to think ahead. Now, one thing I, I want to touch on a little bit um, more in depth, you were talking about how you were told no, you were too little. Oh, well, you got to ride your hiney off or, you know, mm-hmm. better be sure you know how to ride horsemanship. Right. Well, trust me, I think if you're riding raining horses and horsemanship and show <laughs> horses, you're going to know how to ride. But, um, one thing I wanted to touch on a little bit of is when did you figure out that what other people say really didn't matter, that it mattered it, in, in your heart, it mattered what Kylie thought was important. It mattered what Kylie's dream was at that point. When did you kind of decide that? And, and was there a, a breaking point factor that, that made you realize, oh my gosh, life is so much easier? Do, or, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there a specific point? So my, my dad is military and growing up, he always said like, Campbell's don't say can't. Campbell's, you know, it was always this like. That strict. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like we're, well, he, he's airborne ranger. And if anyone hears airborne ranger, I don't want to offend you, but they definitely think they're better than everyone else. And I mean, they're pretty cool people. Yeah. And so he had that same concept, like we're up here, mm-hmm. we're Campbell's and we're, you know, this, and that's how he raised us. And he raised me and all my siblings that what other people say and do shouldn't affect you, but it still does. And right. with the, the help of Judy and Tex, it really, especially through horse training and horse showing, you're literally paying someone to judge you and tell you what they don't like about you. Exactly. Or how you showed a horse. Or how you showed the horse. <laughs> right? And yes. you're showing an animal that literally can do anything it wants at any given point. Yes. And um, and something, there were a few times that, I've, I've had two bad panic attacks, both at the state horse show, and I won't ever forget Judy and Tex, one was with each of them, and they would come in and just hug me and tell me, breathe, there's always the next show. It's just a horse show. Right. And I'm someone, I'm very competitive, and I'm very, like, I take what people say to heart, and I've had to teach myself what I just said. You know, it's kind of contradicting, because it's human nature to care what people think. Yes, Absolutely. 
And, um, but you have to tell yourself it's what you think that matters most. So mm-hmm. you take what people say and you uh, use it to your advantage. And I, I was probably, I feel like everything has happened to me so early in my life. I was probably 12 when I realized, and it's because of showing horses and having Judy and Tex in my life and my parents there with them too, that I realized that I'm the one that decides what happens to me. Yeah. So, and it, um, it was just a buildup. Getting bucked off at every horse show. I always, I told people I've never owned a broke horse, but. You know, <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I love it. I love it. That's you, great. You just, you get thrown off, you get back on. I've never been told by the people that matter most to me that I can't do something. And right. you choose who, who matters most to you. Yes. You don't have to be, you know, your parents might tell you no, but you don't. You know, if it's something you want to do and something you want to pursue, you're the one that decides it. You have those few good people on your side, mm-hmm. and those are the ones you go to. But it was definitely something I struggled with in those early years in trying to please everyone. And Kelly actually told me, she said, Kyla, you're a people pleaser. You got to quit being a people pleaser. So it's something yes. I thought I had broken and grown from, but even at 19, from 13 to 19. No, drastic, seem, drastic age drastic, jump there. I know, but um, I still was going back to old ways in certain aspects, mm-hmm. and it was just something all of the mentors through my life each have made and played such an important role and have made me get through everything, and I, I think, you know, you said a big breaking point it's something I think you have to remind yourself about. I right. don't think there's never one true big moment, but something you have to keep reminding yourself. You know, you it's are... It's continuous. Yes, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Continuous growth. I love it. Here's what I love about you. So, obviously, I uh, met you through, you know, Kelly, mutual mm-hmm. friends, um, just ways and means of the rodeo yeah. business. Yeah. And, um, of course, here we are now and having at this wonderful... Yeah. yeah, at a rodeo, <laughs> having this wonderful conversation. And I feel like I've known you my whole life and feel like, you know, we've been sisters or friends forever. Yes. <laughs> and what I love and absolutely love, and guys, if you have not checked out um, the Miss Rodeo USA website, make sure you do. Go read Kylie's bio and read what she has and what she's talking about with her platform, Mentoring Matters, because you will just feel like you know her too. And it's, it's great because you're a go-getter. You're not afraid to go for the growth mm-hmm. and 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 push yourself past a limit or past a comfort zone yes. to achieve what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people don't understand. I have a lot of people ask me, well, how have you done all of this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? How have we done all of this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sure you'll probably get this question a lot oh, if yes. you haven't already. Yes, you know, you're yep. 20. So h- how do you do How do you do all this? Well, we just get up you and do, do it, and yeah. we just do it. It's it's bred in us, and it's one of those things of where if you're afraid to grow, you never will. Exactly. And if you're not willing to learn, you better stop what you're doing because you're never going to learn everything, and right. you're never going to know everything. One of my favorite sayings that Tex told me, there's a few. One was, it's all about the kids. Oh, and, yep. Uh, yes, which is true. The youth are our future. And another was when he'd always say, and I thought he knew everything about horses. Like, the vets would call him, right? <laughs> yes. That's, this, that's who this guy was. Right. And so I was like, he, he knows everything. He was wrong sometimes and Judy would have to come in and say all right honey uh-huh. like, listen up. Uh-huh. right but one thing he'd always say was when I live to be a hundred I might know a little something about horses yeah and it's very true and it's he passed true. away at 94 and never he didn't miss it by much did he <laughs> I know, and never one 
once did he ever claim to know everything, and he was the smartest man I knew, and he only had a third grade education. Wow. But the smartest man I knew, businessman, horseman, he just was one of a kind. And I think it's because he kept that mentality of, you're not going to know everything. And he also helped others pursue their goals and dreams while he was reaching his. He never thought, oh, I'm better than someone because X, Y, and Z. He never made someone feel smaller just because of their situation their situation yeah. or status mm-hmm. or anything you know that's one thing that i that I, again I, I loved watching you last night um because for this rodeo in particular now i was producing the opening ceremonies yes. portion for it Which and helping great. It was yes awesome. it was fantastic but one thing i loved watching is how well i love texas saying it's all about the kids to see a little kid's eyes light up when they see rodeo royalty walking down <laughs> the you know the breezeway of the vendor alley anything it is so much fun to watch that excitement Mm -hmm. and you know we really don't think about this a lot we think of the younger kids you know they're growing up they'll figure this out and quite frankly those are the years that we've got to get a hold of them and and make an impact Mm -hmm. on their life now i know y'all did some school tours um this past week how did all of those go were they fun oh my goodness so danny who is from here in wetumpka she's the first Alabamian on the U.S. ski team. So another, people told her good luck trying to make the U.S. ski team in aerial skiing where she just flips and twists literally in the air. You're from South Alabama or Middle Alabama. Yeah, right here from Primal that I'd be sitting there. I would scream bloody murder and be Mm -hmm. like, get me down. Right, right. So it's, you know, everyone and a lot of people like Danny and I, we were going to all these schools and a lot of people were like, how'd you get there? How did you, you know, and even though she and I have two completely different stories, they're the same because people told us no, but we also have people that believed in us and we had, and were the ones that made the decision we wanted to be who we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And um, the school visits were amazing. Oh my gosh. We went from Tuesday all the way up until Friday, right before the rodeo visiting schools. We visited at least... 20 classes a day and Friday I think we visited from 50 to 60 classes I know we were originally supposed to do the interview um on Friday Mm -hmm. and um you y'all were just exhausted it it went so much later and I said it's fine Mm because we had fires to put out anyway so it it worked out great actually oh yes (laughs) oh my goodness yes and you know it's it's great because schools and kids and parents it's funny to watch the parents too Mm -hmm. especially on the rodeo grounds and of course it is all about when i'm going to pull out one of my songs here the boots and bling because it's a cowgirl thing girl (laughs) and um it's funny to watch people and the aesthetics of everything Mm -hmm. it is it is it's an honor anyway just to come out and represent first of all a great organization but also yourself i mean Mm -hmm. you are representing you mm-hmm. and that's what I love is there's no there's no smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. with with you you can tell you're genuine you're truthful it's a hundred percent just you and you. that is the best part um and actually what I've enjoyed getting to know you and um being able to call you a friend mm-hmm. <laughs> and rodeo sister woo-hoo. right <laughs> and I just, I love the fact that you are so tenacious and go for what you want. And you're not afraid to share how you got there either. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I have found over the years, especially in the music business, and, and it's same pretty much for any other business, I, I have a lot of people like, well, that's kind of hard, isn't it? And I'm like, isn't any staircase up to the highest level hard? Mm-hmm. And what people don't understand is I got told no a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I told I was told in high school that um, you know I I wouldn't even be going to Auburn with equestrian stuff. Right. I went to Auburn on full ride scholarship thanks mm-hmm. to horses and right. GI and all of that. And I think you said something, and and again, your platform works around this a lot. It's the people that are willing to help you. Mm-hmm. That mentoring aspect matters, mm-hmm. and it's it so totally does. And whether or not you know it, you've actually mentored to me a lot oh. just in your <laughs> just in your your post and stuff that you do on Instagram. And y'all make sure you follow on Instagram too, oh, Thunder yes, Miss yes, USA. Yes. And um, we'll have you give a shout out there for mm-hmm. that in just a second. But it's amazing at how. Life experiences with someone else is, it can transform other people's outlook. And that's something um, out at USA and getting ready for it, I had a lot of people ask, how are you going to share your platform of mentoring matters to kindergartners? How are you going to share it to first graders? Like, we can understand where you can share it to the Rotary Clubs and the Kiwanis Clubs and adults in the community. How are you going to share it to kids? And I said, well, you know, I really like superheroes and actually... um, Harmony Latham helped me get this idea rolling, and um, she said, well, you like superheroes, and aren't superheroes just mentors? And I was like, you're right, and Batman is, to me, one of the perfect examples. He had Alfred, and then he had uh, Robin under him, and one fun little fact is there's like 27, I might be wrong on that number, so you like... Don't quote you on yeah, it. Don't, don't quote me on that. Don't come for me. Un- if I unquote this. that. Unquote, right. But there's so many different Robins under Batman. So it's literally a mentorship that kids can understand. Yeah. And I tell them, how can you be a superhero to your friends? You can be a mentor to someone older than you, younger than me, than you. Age is just a number. Like It I, is. Yeah. And, and when it comes to being a mentor, it really is just being encouraging and a good person. And that's how I break it down for the younger kids is encouraging others to reach their goals and mm-hmm. dreams because it will help you as well. And that's something Miss Danny and I, that's her big thing is that people also being able to encourage not only your friends, but strangers. strangers. That's Danny's thing is encourage strangers as well because everyone loves everyone. That's something that she's been saying all week and I just absolutely love. That's yeah. It's great. I love the catchphrase. I might have to steal it and use right? it. <laughs> yeah, quote Danny now. Quote Danny, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, and it is. Um, that charismatic, bubbly personality, you can brighten somebody's day just by looking at them and smiling at them. Exactly. It's a moment. A moment. Can change someone's life. And, and, I, and I love the fact that you brought up age doesn't matter. Because it doesn't. Um, I, I know some of your duties as Miss Rio USA, but also even on the equestrian team, and I'm sure through your years of horse showing and rodeoing and all that, there's always people of different ages there. Mm-hmm. You have no idea who day, whose day you might brighten by just saying hi to somebody. Mm-hmm. It could be an older gentleman walking down, you know, the alleyway of the barn and you don't know what you don't know what anybody's going through right and so I I love that that's just absolutely amazing and what a great way to talk about this being I mean just be a dream catcher that's what it is this is this is about this this is what this is about and um you have just laid out all of this perfectly if you had one piece of advice or two three however many you want to give here um (laughs) What would you suggest, aside from what we've already discussed, um, for someone who's listening to this podcast who may have given up on a dream or they have a dream, just don't know what to do with it, what 
what's some advice you would give them on kind of rekindling or really lighting that fire up? Mm -hmm. Well, something, if you have a dream and a passion and it's something that's continuing to stay in your mind, it's there for a reason. I don't, I didn't say this and I, I normally don't like to, but my mom's a, a preacher. And so oh, she's a so really, cool. I know. <laughs> a whole new concept. We're going to have a follow-up interview oh, later no, on right, that. Right. Yeah, well, mama might have to come on and talk yes. to you all about it. Oh she's, my gosh, I'd love that. She, oh, really and truly she's a really amazing lady but my mom's a preacher and so it's something that I've always believed is God puts something in your heart for a reason and that's your passion and that's your why in life and if that's your why in life and you might not be living it or you think you know you've missed your shot on it go back into it I know I'm I can't say anything because I took mine full grasp when I said, this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. But I've also been around people who are in their 50s that are just getting back into barrel racing. And it's a goal that they had when they were younger. But then they had kids and a family and had to get a job. Yeah. But now they're back out there on the road and they're winning. Like they're climbing up the ranks through the Ds, 5D, 4D, and up in the 3Ds now even. It's something that, again, I said it before, you are the person that decides what you do. Right. So you have the power to go after your dreams and your goals. And something that I think is real important, of course, mentoring, but reach out to someone of the like mind of goal, you mm -hmm. know, and reach out. People love to, this, this sounds bad, people love to feel important. Yes. And if you make someone we feel, feel needed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel needed. Like, I need you to do this podcast with me, right. so see, you know, <laughs> right. there's, there's an example. Yes, right? And, but it's a way then that they can mentor to you maybe without even realizing that they are, mm -hmm. and you're getting some great you know information and you're getting motivation and then you're reaching or going to start to reach your goals and striving for that and hopefully through that you would realize you could be that for someone else that's awesome I love it. So kind of that, that, that surrounding yourself with people that are going to push you past your limit yes, a little yeah. bit. You in a good way. You are you surround yourself with. Yeah. I love it. You are the company you keep. Birds yes. of the feather flock together. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll do all the cheesy corn dad phrases later. Oh, yeah. We'll have uh, those throughout the rodeo. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Which, by the way, speaking of that, we are getting close to rodeo time. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. I would love to do a follow-up podcast with maybe you and your mom later yeah. down the road. Um, and if you would, for our listeners, tell them how they can follow and keep up with you on all social media and keep up with Kylie's journey. I know you have a blog as well. Yes. So tell us all about that. Okay. So uh, all kinds of really cool platforms with Miss Rodeo USA. We have an Instagram, a Facebook, a Snapchat, and I also just made a TikTok, but what? I haven't posted anything. Okay. By the way, y'all, this is, this is the good TikToks that you want to watch. So yes. make sure you add, add. Right. <laughs> and it's all just Miss Rodeo USA. There's no extra numbers, no extra things, just Miss Rodeo USA. And it'll be a picture of my face. Yay. And uh, on the Miss Rodeo USA website, like, like you said, I'm going to have a blog and I already have a couple up. I get it about every two weeks or roughly two weeks it, on the road traveling. It's hard to get it every, but it's about every two weeks it's my life through every two weeks at least I love it and um, all kinds of really cool things happen before I got to hit the rodeo road there's some stories about me chasing wild ponies and oh. all kinds of fun things and pictures along with it 
I love so. it. So perfect. So we've got the mix. We've got the photos. We've got the videos. We've got the blog. We've got the website, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. And something else, stuff. all of those, it's it's me responding to you and making all of the posts. So it's that you're fantastic. talking directly to me on all of those. That is so fantastic. Well, Kylie, thank you so, so very much for coming and hanging out on the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast. We will catch another one very soon. Yes. So listeners, make sure you stay tuned in because we'll have Kylie and hopefully your mom. Yes. Yeah, Maybe. Mama Campbell, or she she just was married a year ago. I'm so used to calling her that. Mama Holcomb is going to come on. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yes. Well, good deal. Well, I am going to let you and I both go get ready for this yes. opening performance because I know we are knocking on the door here of Gates getting ready to open. Guys, make sure you stop on in, take a listen, be sure to share this podcast, tag Kylie in it, be sure to follow her journey, all of this amazing stuff. And we will catch you guys next time on the Be a Dreamcatcher podcast right here and thank you all so much for tuning in hey everybody and thanks so much for tuning in to the be a dream catcher podcast if you haven't already be sure to go out and like and share our podcast page on facebook and instagram under at be a dream catcher podcast you also can find us on apple podcast and spotify podcast for more information be sure to visit my website jessielynn.net